Yes. Oh, what was that? What are we doing? Go on, go on, go on. It sounds like something you find in your penis. <laughs> Why is it so slow? Something's wrong. I got my feet in cement. I got my head in the clouds. You might call me demented, but I am too damn proud. I got a hunger for something outside the status quo. So pull up your chair. We are full automatic. We are out and about. We are singing hallelujah with our... Yeah. Well, hey there. Ooh. Hi there. What? That was just a lot of hello. Oh, hey there, hi there, and hello there, <laughs> ladies. It's me, or it is I, if you want to be grammatically correct. Wanda Wisdom, and I'm coming to you live somewhere from outer space, along with two very lovely ladies of podcasting, LOPs, as I like to call them, Madge Weinstein of Yeast Radio. LOPs? Ladies of podcasting. LAPS? <laughs> I think it's French. Lops. Lops. Uh, well, uh, glad to be lopsing with you, ladies. Hi. And uh, on the other lop, we have Miss Regina Fox. Hello. You might say that Madge is on the labia majora and I'm on the labia minora. Hanukkah. Aren't you both kind of on the menorah? The menorah is yeah, the Hanukkah. So. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what has been going on? You know, ladies, I just got back from mm. a whirlwind cruise to parts warmer, and uh, I was gone last week. I apologize. I know many people missed us, mm -hmm. but uh, what has happened in my week-long absence? Well, what has mm. happened with you? Yeah. Maybe your trip might be interesting for the audience. Did you get diarrhea? I, Did you have to shit in any Ziploc bags? No, thank God. I did not get bed bugs, nor oh. did I get any sort of intestinal disfortitude. Did you fool around? Uh, huh? Did you fool around? Well, you know, mm -hmm. um, I went with my partner, so that was probably to be expected. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I Do y'all have an open relationship? No. The only thing open okay. was our mouths, and, and we were shuffling in the all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm-hmm. How much gain so, did you wait? I think I've gained probably about eight pounds, although I Cram. did weigh myself before I took a dump, so figure that in, maybe six, seven pounds. Okay, okay. That's, not, that's so typical. I think that's typical. I think the average, they said. They actually tell you when you get on, because I went on a very classy cruise, the carnival cruise, yeah, you know? Yeah, sure. Duty bad. How much, were you the only gay, hold on, I have questions before you move on. Yes. Were you the only gay people on the cruise? No, actually, there were quite a few gay couples strewn about the ship. Oh. And how much, how much was the cruise? Mm -hmm. uh, it's very cheap. I think all told for the two of us, including airfare and a night in Miami and an eight-day cruise, I think we spent about $2,000. For both of you? Oh, and was it all-inclusive? so cheap. That yes. is really so cheap. Your, <gasps> Suspiciously cheap. Yeah, well, it's because you pay. That's not including all the shit that we bought. Like what? Uh, Condoms, like our, lube. Yes. No, like the tchotchkes that I like to buy in the port, the very cheap touristy crap. But do, but Hold you, on, so it was only $1,000 a person for eight days? Uh, roughly. I mean, wow. I think our cruise, and we had a balcony. Uh, what? Room, and, yeah, it's true. It's very cheap, you all. Are you getting a diarrhea? <laughs> you are going to spend some more money. If you drink, you're going to spend a lot more money. It's, it's designed to make money from the drinking, right? Is that how it works? Like the casinos? Is that how yes, you is that pay. Why it's Yeah, so I spent money in the casino every uh -huh. night. So, you know, there's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, your booze is going to be extra. Even if you buy one of those, like, booze passes... Uh -huh. um, you booze, you, know, you gonna, lose. You're going to pay like $50 a day for that privilege. Okay. Um, I got the bottomless bubbles package. Excuse me? <laughs> so I got to drink as much pop as I wanted the entire trip. That's free, right? Oh, that was a, that, and that was a package? How much did that package cost? It was $6 Additional. a day. Palpsy? <laughs> Palpsy? So we... 
We, yeah, no, we had to work it out. It, I think it worked out to I had to drink like three pops a day in order to make it worth my while. You and drink I did. that much soda? Oh my gosh. Did you get a diet no, soda or a water. Water. I love to have oh. the club soda with the lime. Did so. you get a did you I get a root beer? I love a Perrier. I drink that every time we do a show. I love a Perrier. What about was it Coke, Pepsi or C? Diet uh, ride. I drank uh, either the carbonated water or okay. the Coke Zero. Okay, so no weight gain from that. It seems less cancery. And did your boyfriend use the um, the hooch or the uh, diet soda? No, he did. He didn't get the hooch package, but he does drink. He just bought okay. his drinks individually because it ended up being cheaper. Because okay. they got all these rules, they really screw you. If you drink, okay. you're going to spend a lot more money than what we spent. But okay. Um. But yeah, then all you uh, you know the only other thing you have to pay for is like if you go on an excursion off the ship or like yeah. we would go to the beach in whatever locale we were in, and then we'd pay for you know a few bucks for a chair. And uh, uh-huh. you know snorkel fins or something. Did you, which uh, places did you go to? What were your ports of cool? Uh, we went to Cozumel, uh-huh. uh, Belize, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is unbelievable, and mm-hmm. um, Honduras. Mm. Did you get any uh, sweaters? sweaters? I think they make sweaters there, don't they? Aren't there sweatshops oh. in Honduras? I don't know. This was on the island of Roatan. Okay, okay. So you did a lot of Central American stuff. Yeah, it was, uh, and the last one was Grand Cayman. So that's Mm -hmm. not really Central America, but Mm -hmm. that was our uh, last period of cool. The the thing in the Facebook of your Belize, there was some big mountain monument thing. What what was that? That looked beautiful. That was a Mayan ruin called. well, it, it's that called was actually Wanda's. That's Wanda's husband taking a picture of her in Honduras. That was really rude, Madge. No, what? that was actually Belize. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I'm lost. But it, we climbed. You could actually climb that act, that ruin. It's called yeah. Shunan Tunich, okay. or as we like to call it, shit in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was real fun. I've never been to ruins before. It felt very, um, I felt very educated. Did you climb it or not? Yeah. Oh, Oh, of course. Okay. I don't do all that CrossFit for nothing. Oh. I was looking at CrossFit on the internet today. What the fuck? Are you crazy? You seriously do like that shit? You do that? Yeah, it's it's kettlebell. It's it's obsessive compulsive. The rings? The rings too? Mm-hmm. And you have to do like strongman exercises. Like, what is that? There's like a like that on uh, the cartoons where the the you know the thi- the thing starts to blink and you lift anvils. I don't understand. <laughs> well, I don't. We don't have anvils, but okay. yes, it's very it's very uh, over the top and wow. mostly unnecessary. But it keeps me from becoming eight hundred pounds. That's unbelievable because I've seen a lot of sports and usually I say, well, I don't think I would like to do that, you know, but this one, I, I wouldn't say that I would say there's no way in hell I could do that. Cause it just looks ridiculous. Like I don't, Oh, you'd be surprised. Uh, Old ladies do it. I mean, they don't. Thanks. It's kind of thanks. <laughs> thanks. It's scalable. Are there other lesbians there? Would be, I'd be the only um, lesbian. No, they have lots of lesbians actually. And lesbian light. Ladies. So when you see other gay people on the cruise, are you like, oh, gay person, hi, how's it going? Kind of. You know, that was fascinating because we chose – I don't. I wouldn't say we specifically chose a non-gay cruise, but that was definitely – like we would not have chosen a quote-unquote gay cruise mm-hmm. because we're just like two old ladies who want to be left alone and eat our food and go sit on a beach. Um, but right. it was – the peop- the other gays on the cruise every time we did you know walk past we'd smile and say hello we'd sort of got to meet a couple of the other couples on the the trip Antivira um, and Gooch No Antivira Charles was not on that cruise mm-hmm. I think she goes on fancier cruises though But how do you know I mean you would you could have seen her and not even recognized her you know what I mean <laughs> You know, that's actually true. I marvel at the fact that we did a show for however many years, and I have no earthly idea who she actually is. Yeah. 
I think that's odd. Mm-hmm. Very odd. It's very odd. I mean, at least I understand if you want to have a cloak of anonymity with your general audience, but to do a show with somebody, I don't know. I think it's all. Well, yeah, I Mitch, ha- you got to meet Auntie Vera. I have met him in person, yes, and the Gooch. And I, from what I understand, he's going to be having an unveiling, so he's going to be coming out from oh, under the max. Good, good for him. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Wow, why? What what has prompted this behavior? I don't know. Ask Cheryl. She's the one that was telling me about it. I, I don't have time for the Facebook lately. Oh. Except for Wait, Squish. Now, do, we don't talk about anything related to you, right? But did you have good news, I hear, while I was gone? Yeah, I got gerb. And I don't want to say anything more specific than that. <laughs> I got a gerb. Chicago? Yes. And do you actually get so, a paycheck? I'm, yes, and it's good, and it does not involve porn, and it is a good thing. Yes, I'm very like I'm very very sincerely happy for you. Thank I think you. when Wanda says congratulations, she's not actually happy for you. But I'm, I know, I'm I know, not faking it. Well, I would like yeah. to do I since I have earned this. I would like to do a celebratory quadraphonic squish. Okay. What does that mean? Oh, we're well, listening. Squish is sorry. I didn't quadraphonic. I mean, four times. I I wasn't playing it as I was playing it for the audience. I'll I'll have to do it again. So this is an octuple squish. Okay. You don't hear it, do you? Yeah. Oh, wrong one. Sorry. Okay, now it's going to be a a twelve or squish. Now you hear it, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, Madge, I have a question about your job search. Yeah. When you were on the job market, I yes. know that you didn't want potential employers to find out who you were and because they might come across your show. Now, let me ask you, were you more afraid that they would find your show and hear some of the horrible things that you say or – that you are so horrible with technology that they would think there is no way that we are going to hire this person to do anything tech-related. Definitely, definitely the latter. Okay. Mostly I didn't want to be out as a lesbian, I think. So are you in the closet at work? Yeah, they think I'm a straight woman, and I think they're already trying to fix me up with some of the single gentlemen. It's kind of like a reverse Tootsie. Yep, reverse it is tootsie. It's a reverse tootsie. That's my new website, reversetootsie.com. <laughs> mhm. And and actually they have an actor at the Coco Dorm named Reverse Tootsie. Yep. They sure do, Pot. Position. They sure do, Pot. But I love that last night you called the Sylvia Brown Toys R Us in Glenvale, California, Sunnyvale, it was, Sunnyvale. and asked to speak to Putt after <laughs> the, oh, the, Sylvia Brown has a Toys R Us? See, this is, you, oh, it's ter- you shouldn't bring up the, the yeast here when we do this show, uh, Reagan, because you know one is not going to know what the fuck we're talking about. We had a Toys R Us, Sylvia Brown had a Toys R Us uh, one, a Toys R Us ghost. His name is Yanni Janssen. No, he's not from Wisconsin, but he Does was... He in the yard Yes, there? he used to, but before... He actually, that's mm, so funny that you mentioned that, because yeah. that's how he died. Yeah, he chopping died, wood. He died in a wood chopping accident. Well, Wanda's psychic, I think. And, and a wood chopping accident making Madge's wooden hand. Now, 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 stop that. No. Now you're taking it someplace really ugly and bad. Dark, dark. Really bad. Speaking of uh, the wood chipper, have you watched, and I only got to watch the first, maybe two-thirds of the first episode before we left town, but I'm excited to sit on the couch tonight and watch it. Um, Fargo, the new iteration of Fargo, uh, has a television show on FX. I didn't know about it. I, I didn't love the movie. I'm not a big Ethan, or the Coen Brothers movie fan. Well, you might be interested in checking out at least the television show, because it's, while I think they are technically producers, they had nothing to do with the show. And uh, a lot of reviewers who actually have watched the entire episode have pointed out that it's 
you know, not a take, not a direct spinoff or like continuation of that story. And the fascinating thing about it is, well, first of all, Billy Bob Thornton is kind of creepy, wonderful um, in the character that he plays. But I, one of the fascinating things about it that I'm excited to, to see how it plays out is they're going to change it every season, much like American Horror Story. So each season will be sort of self-contained. Okay. And it doesn't actually take place in Fargo, which is odd, but it does take place in a place called Bemidji, Minnesota. Vagina? Bemidji. Bemidjiny. Mm-hmm. You know what television show I started watching? And if I said this the last time we met, I apologize. But I'm starting to get into The Good Wife. I heard all of these wonderful things about The Good Wife, and it was one of those shows, I think it came out in 2010-ish. And when I saw the previews, I just thought, oh, that show looks so bad. It looks so terrible. And I heard all this buzz about it. And I really enjoy it. I finished the entire first season, and it's a it's a very solid show. I, I love the actors on it. Christine Baranski is oh, on it. Her. Who? Yeah. Well, you know, I like her. I normally find her a little too over the top for my taste, mm-hmm. but she's pretty subtle and wonderful on this show. And it has Alan Cumming in it. And Julianne Margulies, of course, is the main character. You're talking about the, the first lady, the Baranski lady. Is is that the one with the eyes? That's the character actress who was in um, Mamma Mia. Is that who you're talking about? Yes. The older lady. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. 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 She was terrible. Mamma Mia. Yeah. I couldn't stand her in Chicago, but I liked her in Sybil, and I love her on this show. At any rate, I, yeah. I know it doesn't, you know, it sounds like a show, that, a television show that appears, sorry, that appeals to a much older demographic, but I actually find it quite enjoyable, in part because wow. I may be part of that demographic now. Um, you know, it's funny because I was with my mother in Florida in, uh, when was it? Not long ago. And we go, she makes me go to the, I mean, we go to the Metropolitan Opera broadcast, you know, they do that. So all the old people in Florida, they have what they call a mothball party. And you go to the cinema and they do the live broadcast and you watch it with all the, you know, walkers and canes and those. And, um, but so they show and Renee Fleming does like the warm up and it's live. And when they pan the audience, that lady Baranski was in the audience with her bifocals on reading the program. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Like, she was just there, you know, reading the program. I wanted to wave to her, you know? Way! Hey! Hey! hey. I, oh, and I went to see the movie Bears, which is not what a gay man might think mm-hmm. it would be. It was, it was quite wonderful. I liked it. It was a movie that, if you have any interest in nature documentaries, mm. uh, you should definitely check it out while it's in the theater, because it's, it's a very beautiful film to watch. You know, we talked so about, about bears. Birds. It's about it's it's very it's a fascinating film. Um, it's it follows a mother bear and her two cubs mm. over the course of an entire year and in Alaska. And I know that may not seem like it would be very interesting, but it's got really good reviews. It uh, uh, John C. Riley. My what? It's not fun. John C. Riley narrates it, and it was a beautiful film. And it, after I watched it, it made me want to see the making of it. Like, oh wow, yeah. Well, only because these these documentarians are getting so close to these really deadly creatures, and it was good. Mm. I I went into it not thinking I was going to love it, and I I fell in love with it. That's what Putt said. And I guess the reason why I mention it is because I uh, am going through kind of a dark period that I don't really want to discuss right now, but um, I am trying to kind of kill time. And I thought this week, and I'm like, I'll go see a movie. And we're now hitting that point of the year where all movies are terrible. You know what? There's not like, uh, the number one movie is that movie with Cameron Diaz and Kate Upton, Kate Hudson. uh, no, Upton. You know what I think when women, if you really, it, this is a good way to tell how dark your dark period is, but like to me, the ultimate dark period requires a complete Strangers with Candy redux. That's, that's when I know it's bad. Mm. Like sometimes I've had to do it several times, watch the entire 
uh, you know, however many, how many seasons was it? Like four of Strangers with Candy? Three. Three. What was that all? And then um, I think I'm about to start watching Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman again, because I kind of got in that. But there's only one season that I have. That, that would be a fun one to do. That I was don't a think daily I've show. Ever, it was a daily show. I don't think I've ever done more than a couple episodes of that. Oh, it's good. Anyway, um, what were we talking about before that we started talking about putt? Oh, yeah, the show. So we had talked about before the um, the Cosmos show, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you the know what? what show? Cosmos, that, uh, the sort of remake of Cosmos, the Carl Sagan show. It's a science show. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, okay. And it is, it's really good. You know, when I had talked about it before, I wasn't too crazy about it because it was kind of like a lot of it is elementary stuff. But this last episode, I think it was episode six or seven, it was fantastic because it was a whole like parable with, uh, you know, about the greenhouse effect kind of stuff or climate change. But it wasn't about climate change. It was about this guy who discovered that um, lead, you know, from leaded gas causes cancer and how lead became banned. And that whole story is told in a way where they never watch men- mention climate change. But as he tells the story of having to fight the gas companies and how nobody believed him that lead is what's killing all these people and causing all these diseases. And of course, eventually he was proven right. And, you know, and now, leaded gas is illegal and it turns out that they, the gas companies had a vested interest in producing lead and all this and the way they told that story was so brilliant in that it was a it wasn't directly saying hey climate change is real climate change is real instead it was a totally indirect way of saying look here is what happened before and perhaps if you have half a brain you might apply it to the situation with climate change it was it's really a fantastic show i'm very pleased with that up with yeah, I, what's, mm-hmm. what hurts? Man, I was just gonna say I'm looking forward to catch it. That's another one that I'm behind in, and, and Veep. I love. It feels Veep. like every episode you learn something that you know you because th- you'll go into it think, oh, wow. I know all about this stuff, and then halfway through you're like, wait a minute. And I'm just amazed that. at how current it is. Like it stays current to like the last week in science news. You know what I mean? Like here's the latest picture of the universe when it started. You know. And plus, uh, uh, Veep, wonderful show. Do either of you watch the Veep? No. I do not. Oh, so good. I love her. She swears nonstop in that show, just like me. I love that fucking show. Love it, love it, love that show. Why don't you watch it? I hate you. Oh, okay. What Sorry. network is it on? It's HBO. HBO. H-Bogo. I really should be watching it because I'm paying for that damn channel and I feel like I'm not getting my money's worth. Just watch it. It's only 20 minutes an episode. It'll take you like three three hours to watch the whole goddamn series, you know? It's fantastic. That's good to know. I didn't realize it was only 20 minutes. Yeah. This has been a big week in racism. Oh. Oh, yes. I didn't really pay attention. I know there was some guy that everybody was talking about, but I don't really. Yeah, that uh, I don't even remember what his name is. That that rancher. Well, no, that's the L.A. Clippers owner, Donald Sterling, who told his girlfriend that he didn't want her bringing African-Americans to his basketball games. Right. Which to me. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, this is what's so funny. It's like, on one hand, you think it's ridiculous. On the other, and you not being you, Reagan Fox, but you being collectively. You know, on yeah. one hand, you think it's ridiculous. But on the other hand, like, I look at the language, right? I've always thought it was strange, like, that teams, the basketball teams, they have owners. Hello? Owners? Get it? It really shouldn't be all that shocking that they are looked at as, you know, an inferior race. You know, they're fucking owners. It's called owners. It's a business, and they own people. Granted, they cost a lot more than slaves. Because I've heard, I've heard people say this over the past few days, and I, I think that that's a false equivalency. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't buy that argument. Well, I haven't been watching the coverage except for today, and I haven't heard anybody make that argument, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm pulling that out of my own ass, not somebody else's. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, Why do you think it's a false equivalent? sports teams who don't have the mentality that they're, the people who work for them are slaves or... It's just so. No, but I think the so language invites it. I really do. I think the the language is sort of a very sort of sublime way of of sort of telling what's really going on. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe there's some truth to that. I think certainly that's kind of a Marxist point of view. 
you know, that people who own the means of production. And in this like case, Harpo the production Marks? is. Yeah. Yes. Oprah Winfrey, yeah, Harpo Marks. Productions. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Oprah Winfrey. People, I'm, a, I'm a Marxist, a Groucho yeah. Marxist. <laughs> well, anyway. I thought it was hilarious. And then there was that crazy, or there is that crazy guy, I guess, is he in Nevada, who he isn't paying whatever cattle taxes. I mean, the minute you throw in cattle tax, my brain just kind of turns off. But then the federal government came and he threatened to shoot them and his wife was going to shoot them. And then he had Fox News defending him. Clive Bundy, I think it says Cliven Bundy what, or something. What that, wasn't Grant happened this week where he brings race into it or well, we bring that up as a separate story? Well, wasn't, grandmother, wasn't <laughs> Granny in there and she so, was making possum stew for Lily May? And Jethro? Hold on. I'm going to look up exactly what he said. He made – so basically, here's the timeline of the story. So he uh, got all these people – well, he didn't get them. People on Fox News started you know, defending him, and then it turns out that he says stuff like um, black people are better off as slaves and <laughs> all of these horrible, horrible racist things. And then when people called him out on his racism, he said, well, if you think I'm racist, blame Martin Luther King Jr., which I don't even know what that means. And I follow, oh, what's his name? Patton Oswalt on Twitter, and he said something really funny. He said, Cliven Bundy is the uh, sound that uh, Jerry Lewis says when a black person startles him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could just you saying, Cliven! Explain to me why I, I seriously don't understand this because I haven't followed this at all. I just know it's one of those stories everybody's talking. About. Why is this story important? Okay, so th this is what I could gather, and I've really only been watching this news story with one eye open. So uh -huh. he is a rancher who the federal government for years has been saying you need to pay, I think, a certain tax for his cattle, uh -huh. and he just is ignoring them and saying, no, I'm not going to pay it. So finally, the feds um, descended upon his ranch, but they, I guess he has literature or he would write to them and say, if you come onto my ranch, I have guns and I'll shoot you and my wife will shoot you. And you can't say that to the feds, right? Because then they're going to take that seriously. So when they finally right. came to enforce the law, um, it was, I guess, kind of not a, militaristic response but they they were armed you know because they'd been threatened and so you had people like sean hannity claiming oh i this is uh this is the response by the federal government is not proportional this is wrong this guy is such a victim this is the obama administration overextending their reach and then John Stewart had this awesome clip. If you have not seen it, you have to see it on The Daily Show where he takes Sean Hannity to task, where it shows Sean Hannity. Remember at UC Davis when the uh, campus security guards started spraying mm -hmm. pepper face? Sure. Mm -hmm. Pepper spray in the faces of the peaceful demonstrators just yeah. sitting on campus. Yeah. And he ended Sean Hannity's like, um, that, seems, that seems totally fair. That nothing's wrong with that. So John Stewart like has all these clips where people are like peacefully demonstrating and you know getting the shit like kicked out of them and horrible things happening to him. But somehow that's not an improportional response by the federal government. But if you have like a racist white guy who doesn't want to pay his taxes mm -hmm. and threatens to kill people in the federal government and you show up with a gun to enforce the law, that's somehow not fair. Guns, by the way, that, you know, they... I mean, just it's so they're so twisted and, in there. And there's some, like, political relationship with this guy with somebody or what? Well, because he he's emblematic, I think, of the typical Fox viewer. He is... Okay. He's scary, like a rancher, anti-federal government, okay. doesn't want to pay taxes. He's just. Uh -huh. yeah. So I thought for some reason I was thinking he was tied with some senator or congressman. I, I don't know if I imagine no. that now. Okay. No, I know, at least. Well, I guess I should have followed that one, but I didn't. It just 
Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was just some Sarah Palin kind of shit. Um, so what about, you know, I'm very perplexed by what's going on in, the, in Ukraine still because I can't fucking figure this shit out. Because you have, on one hand, you've got the Ukraine separatists who the Russians say are just being supported by the U.S., you know, and the CIA and all that shit. And they're, you know, and the Russians are saying these people are Nazis. Meanwhile, the separatists are saying the Russians are Nazis. And then there was the whole thing with the, you know, distributing allegedly these these uh, anti-Semitic flyers, which turned out to be false. But at the same weekend, there was a synagogue that was firebombed, you know, unsuccessfully. And, and, and what do you know? Wanda Wisdom was Away. just so happened to be out of town. I think Wanda's <laughs> you know, You know what I wanted to say about that? Is this mm. the one, or not the firebombing, I wanted to go all the way back to the shooting at the Jewish, was it a synagogue or a Jewish center? I'm not. Um, sh- yeah, I know. What I don't remember. I th- thought it was a synagogue, but I don't remember. And I think we might have touched on it two weeks ago. And I'm totally. We can put this aside and talk about it later. And you can finish your point I'm, about Ukraine. I'm gonna move my breasts aside. I have move your breasts to the side, or just lay down, and then they'll go to the side naturally. Okay. Um. But I had been after. I think we touched on it a couple weeks ago. This notion that there, you have this guy walk into a Jewish center and start shooting people right. who, and he did it because he had, you know, anti-Semitic views. So he had an ideology that yeah. was against a certain group of people yeah. yet nowhere in the media did they ever, or do they ever call him a terrorist? Right. It, it, right. It absolutely. Yeah, we, we, talked, we talked about this last time. Yeah. It just continues to, you know, I mean, as time goes by, yeah, no, I mean, nobody, nobody looks at. So apparently to be a terrorist in this country, you have to be Muslim. Right. See, the whole thing is fucked up. And that's why, like, because we do some awful shit, you know, in in our like mass media, it it's sometimes I feel like it's hard to disagree with, like, for example, when the Russians say, well, you know, it's a CIA coup, you know, which it's hard to argue against because first of all, it was a C- if it was a CIA coup in Ukraine, I wouldn't know about it. And second of all, it certainly has happened enough times, you know, in the past, whether it's Haiti or Panama or God knows how many others, you know, or I- Iran where they have all these, you know, CIA backed coups. So it could be that, but, but there's no proof of it. And at the same time, I feel like, you know, it's it's a bad way to defend uh, yourself. I don't know. But the anti-Semitism rising is, is really bothersome. And what, you know, it's kind of, to me, reminds me of the way gay people have been used as pawns in this country for so long for poli- for political reasons. And like, but to me, for anti-Semitism being used is even more dangerous, you know, because we have such a horrible precedence of mass murder, you know, that these people are just trying to use anti-Semitism. Well, I'm not sure. Are they trying to use anti-Semitism to, to get their political? way or are they really anti-semitic i mean it's just well, and i just don't understand where anti i mean after i guess i'm so naive yeah. but I, I don't understand where the where does the anti-semitism come from in the modern day like is it are these just holdover vestiges from people who grew up in a different time well you have to so ignorant or who is like perpetuating anti-semitism in 2014 <laughs> just go around the corner to that restaurant where they did the hitler's birthday that's true you're right you know that's how I mean, that's, i i've been studying this kind of thing a lot lately because I've, I've always been fascinated by it but in particular there was a documentary i watched the other day about that um what's the guy who was the nazi hunter wiesenthal and it was about how he hunted uh one of the less famous nazis and you know how they found him he was at a hitler birthday party in argentina or brazil i can't remember which that's how they found the guy and they got you know the brazilian uh, government to cooperate you know the fact of the matter is most nazis most real Nazis were let free, were let go. Only a few of them were were prosecuted. You know that kind of hate just doesn't it doesn't fucking disappear. You know what I mean? It doesn't just vanish. So it kind well, of we just have a guy. We have a guy at Cal State Long Beach who is somewhat notorious. His name is Kevin McDonald, mm-hmm. and he is a professor in the psychology department, known for his theories of um, evolutionary psychology. Yeah. And he claims that um, Jews use a group evolutionary strategy of cultural domination. 
and uh, they use this to outcompete people who aren't Jewish for resources. What? <laughs> and, and this guy's a professor I, at where? He is a professor at Cal State Long Beach. And how is is that where you teach? Mm-hmm. And how is he? I mean, that seems like wrong to me oh, that he should be a teacher. He, it's terrible, but you're protected in the United States by uh, academic freedom. Uh-huh. So you can say something that is horribly unpopular and that is terrible, and you have every right to say it. Well, legally, yes, of course, but wouldn't you would think that the university wouldn't think that was smart, considering that... It's no, a, but the university. No, but uh-huh. the academic freedom is a legal issue. It's not just like a personal choice. It's so the university have, can't just fire him because they're against it. Right, right, right. Basically, if somebody has tenure, and yeah. this is a seventy-year-old professor, so and, and my guess is that he had not been publishing on evolutionary psychology. Yeah a lot before he was awarded tenure. But once you get tenure, you have to do something, you know, you have to explicitly break your rules of the institution in order to lose your job. I see. Or be laid off. I mean, because like in Germany and in France and in probably a lot of other European countries, that would be illegal. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a delicate it's a delicate balance that you have to strike in the United States yeah. where you have such a value for freedom of speech. And you have, you know, it, it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's great that he is a professor at my university, but it, it, when people like that have a platform, it also allows room for a, an angered response. Mm-hmm. And or just it, it an may- intellectual response where you can be like, okay, right. you're allowed to have whatever you know opinion you want, but don't assume that your opinion is necessarily rooted in fact. Well, and, so. and pseudoscience is so scary. I mean, I look at that Regenerus study that Regenerus is uh, a professor at the University of Texas at Austin. Man, I go to all the winning universities, <laughs> and this is the off-sided um, study that was used by a bunch of anti-marriage equality groups that suggested that children um, in children who live in uh, who who grow up around gay couples yeah. aren't you know like it's it works to their detriment and this study is now like been disproven and the the methodology has been questioned mm-hmm. in a bunch of different ways and now it actually works to the disadvantage of these groups who would normally cite the study because it's been so disproven but you have to think and this guy is a professor at the University of Texas at Austin one mm-hmm. of the largest research universities in the United States that's scary okay. stuff okay but let me ask you a question because see Okay, there's a lot of sciences that are bullshit, you know, that everybody knows, but they don't teach that in college, like astrology. They don't teach astrology in college. They don't teach, like, fucking, I don't know, Mickey Mouse. Tarot cards. Tarot cards in college. Why is it okay to teach other stuff that's complete bullshit, like this... Alchemy. Like this anti-Semitic guy at your school. You know what I mean? Like it's terrible. No, no. I like how? It, which one is academic freedom? I mean, wh- what if Sylvia Brown went there and said, "I'm going to do a uh, meditation, and we're going to have a class in partial birth, post-life regression, or whatever the fuck it's called." Yeah, but I mean, keep in mind that the sword cuts both ways. So, mm-hmm. as much as you would say that's you know it would be ridiculous if somebody wanted to do that, there are a ton of people who think teaching classes on critical race theory or queer theory they they think of that as terrible. Well, it, if, and, but you and, have and research and 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 you know science behind you. Do they have that? Does this professor crazy have that? Well, they. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he would claim that he does. I mean, but he can show you and, you know, like he can, he has volume, but the same that, research. That's the thing about, yeah. This is the thing about the way science works. I mean, you can have a methodologically yeah. flawed 
study. And I mean, that's the thing about science. It's all about falsifiability. So right. you're not trying to necessarily prove something to be true. You're trying to prove something to be false after repeated no, experience. I understand that, but, and but, observation. but does he have that? I understand that it could be false, but does he have yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. It, it, look, everything that gets published isn't the, isn't the most sound of yeah. research. If you go back to the 1950s and 1960s, yeah. In peer-reviewed journals, the recommended way of dealing with homosexuality was lobotomy and electroshock therapy. That's and it, fine. It, it's not, you know, everything is kind of constrained and enabled by the time that I you're think living in. I dealt with it like with ecstasy. There seems like a difference between, you know, um, dissident voices and just straight up you know, propaganda, like, because nobody, like, for example, no university is going to have a eugenics department <laughs> in the year 2014. Although I'm sure there are people out there who think they're intelligent and could write papers on well, eugenics. You know, so it just seems, it just seems like an anomaly to me that someone would be allowed to in a, you know, well, isn't evolutionary psychology just, uh, wouldn't you, couldn't you argue that that's just a, a way of um, disguising eugenics. Yes, actually, you know so what? Words, Darwin did. He would, you know, he your guy there, that crazy guy, could use Darwin in his own defense because Charles Darwin did advance a lot of sort of eugenics type of stuff. Sure, you know, and he yeah. said like, you know, part of the way cultures, you know, evolve is by genocide. You know. I mean, he might. Yeah, but taking a scientific principle that works on like finch beaks. And, you know, extrapolating that to, to the human race without any sort of science, you know. But I think Darwin sort of did that, though. You can't, but it's not that science is totally not a part of the equation. There right. is science. There is data collected. Yeah, I got but you. one would, you know, one would yeah. question kind of the ethical ramifications of how the data was collected, how it was bound, how it was analyzed, how yeah. it was reported. You know, it's... So it's there is a science there. Well, I would like to advance the science of the conspiracy theory mind, because to me, that's the common denominator with all this stupid bullshit is there is a certain personality type that tends to believe in conspiracy theories, whether it's the Jews controlling the media or whether it's 9-11, you know, and the building seven and all that. I feel like. And, and this is just my opinion based on nothing, but I feel like that a lot of those people are all in the same group. Like this, the people that are anti-Semitic are often the same people that believe in that 9-11 was fake. That Like there's a certain conspiracy theory mindset. But 9-11 was fake. I know. So were most of your orgasms. What am I supposed so to say? So belief in the absence of, you know... Um, I don't know, science or data or however you want to term term it. I think this is really one person's like ludicrous conspiracy theory is another person's like life uh, philosophy slash religion. Uh, It's a mess. But, you know, on the other hand, this is interesting. Also, I think there's PLO stuff that or Palestinian stuff. PLO. Yeah, PLO. Actually, the PLO made a pact uh, to be friendly with Hamas this week. Uh, yes, they still still exist. One <laughs> are they still called the PLO? Yes, so nineteen eighty five. Sorry, that woman's name was short hair who was always on the McNeil Lair News Hour. Jody Foster, um, <laughs> the Palestinian. Anyway, you're talking about um, Hanani <laughs> Isn't that her name? And she always talks like this. Honey every Chung. time they talk about Palestine. Now I sound <laughs> Russian, but anyway. You are. Um, so, so, but then Abbas. Oh, Jodie Foster got married. Sorry, go ahead. Abbas, uh, the, you know, the, PLO, uh, the Palestinian prime minister, whatever the fuck you call him, he said that the Holocaust, he made this statement this week, that the Holocaust was the most awful, you know, mass murder, genocide thing to ever happen, wow. which was a big deal. Who said this? The, the Abbas, the head of the uh, Palestinian, I don't know what you call it, Palestinian government or whatever, authority. Palestinian authority. Yeah. So I really hope they make peace because, you know, it's got to happen. I'm, I, I'm tired of this. You know, that whole shit. Well, have you, have you explained to them that you're tired of it? To who? <laughs> well, them. to, to, to quote, unquote, Israel and quote, unquote, Palestine. 
yeah, like, have you explained, like, guys, enough, I'm getting tired of this. Yeah. Because I think if you explain that to them, it would, like, case closed. Well, I wrote it a letter. I wrote a letter to both of them, and I sent it care of Sandy Claus. Was it a strongly worded letter? Strongly worded at care of Sandy Claus, North Pole. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. <laughs> or so. leave it under your pillow tonight for the tooth fairy. Mm-hmm. I will. I've written a letter to Israel. That Betty Davis. Have you ever wow. been to Israel? <laughs> yes. Reagan, have you been you to have? Israel? I have. I've never been overseas. Period. I haven't been to Europe. I really? Been to... Yep. Wait, you've been to Europe? He said he yes. hasn't. Oh, you haven't been. <laughs> wow. I find. This I think Wanda's fine. I, of course she's high. Did you see yeah, the picture I mean, with her lips were all red? I think it was from the punch. Her lips were all red in that picture. She's on glint. Glint. Well, those would be green people lips. People in Honduras gave me this this drink, and they said, "Here, Wanda, try some of this. This will make you real happy." Um, I, Israel. When I think about Israel, the you know, I was a kid when I was there. I was like you know, fifteen or something. My stomach hurts literally because I became so violently ill because the food is so fucking disgusting there that it's like all this fried shit, horrible food. And whenever I think about my trip to Israel, I just think of me barfing in the car while my family was, you know, eating with some relative in Tel Aviv or something. So I don't have the best you know, memories of Israel. My uncle died in Israel. How? How? He had a massive heart attack while he was taking a shower. He was over there doing some work, like uh, on a contract basis. Uh, is this work. like a? Is this, was he involved in the government or something? I mean, this sounds kind of suspicious. No, no. I think he was. Do- he's an engineer, mm-hmm. so he was doing some sort of engineering work. I mean, what you're describing so far sounds like a perfect like CIA operative, but it know, could have been. Whatever. I don't know. For all I know. He was some kind of plant. <gasps> I'm I sure. I can't wait to see the movie A Spy Called Wanda. <laughs> a Spy Called Wanda's Uncle. Because it was her The problem uncle. is I wouldn't blend in. I, I don't blend in very well in most places. But that's what would make the movie fantastic. And in fact, do you remember in the 1980s all the Angel movies, like Angel, Avenging Angel? Like I want to see the one where you avenge what happened to your uncle. I, so like avenging just, Wanda. I want Wanda so to I, wear those really high, high leotards like they did in the eighties where you can almost see the giant and they go all the <laughs> oh, way yes. up your hips. Avenging one. Well, I was thinking of maybe wearing like set Wanda of the seven veils and I could ooh, you know, try to train some Palestinian ooh. organization. Woo. I could definitely see that. You could wear a body sock. You know, I'd like, have to be a little more her suit. I think. Yeah. I think that Wanda should use Madge's nephew's. Uh, what is that? Body name? sock. Autism. It's a body sock. Body sock. <laughs> Let me see your body sock, one turd. Your body, your body sock. sock. Um, can I bitch about vegans? Oh yes. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Okay, but can, <laughs> can we preface it by saying that my friends Corey and Jana, who I love, invited me on Easter to go eat um, eggs, vegan food, and or not vegan food. Go. They invited me to Easter brunch, and I went and I showed up, and it was a fucking vegan restaurant. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to be. I'll just order a salad because yeah. you can't go wrong with that. Uh-huh. It tasted so vegany. It was Why? disgusting. Vegan cheese so. or what? body odor is a vegan cheese just, what was the what was gross about it well it was a vegan taco salad what? and it was so <laughs> disgusting it was so okay why vegans are so fucking holier than that and preface this with i'm a complete asshole and this is all fiction but vegans are so fucking holier than that why do they have to make everything sound like it's meat you know i understand this right why would you glorify – if you're so against meat, why would you be into this pornographic objectification of meat to yes. at all your restaurants? It's like turkey, Tofer. but in quotation marks. Yes, exactly. So what was the – the ta- so it had taco meat? 
Was it Satan? No, it was like fake taco. It was the most disgusting. I don't even. <laughs> it, it was so gross. Like, how do you it's manage to Satan. ruin a salad when you're a vegan restaurant? And if you're and if you're a vegan restaurant and you're serving a salad, why the fuck would you make a taco salad? There's a million salads that don't have, need to have meat in them, but you pick the one to have fucking meat. What the fuck are you brain damaged due to your lack of protein and vitamin B12? So, so this really got started for me because I, Mikey Pod, poor Mikey Pod, he's my only vegan friend, but he hates me. So Mikey Pod posts this thing because he's on tour with Sandra Bernhardt playing piano for her in New Hampshire. Or something. So he posts a picture of his, this popcorn. He said, look, so-and-so gave me vegan popcorn. Yay for her. And it's earthly. Wait a minute. What? The hell is vegan? Isn't popcorn by its very nature vegan? Well, Okay. It's vegan popcorn, but it said that it's um, aged cheddar cheese flavor, vegan popcorn. And, of course, I saw this picture of a bag, and it became my mission for the morning to figure out what the fuck. First of all, well, I don't understand, like, why would a vegan want something that tastes not only like cheese, but specifically aged cheddar cheese? <laughs> that says something really bizarre about the vegan psyche to me that perhaps I'm mis you know reading too much. But then I look on the box and I could not for the life of me figure out and I went to all the websites, I researched, I Google, could not figure out what exactly the flavoring is, because it says natural flavoring. You know, that right. causes what this. What does that mean? What yeah. does that natural flavor real right. real orange flavor? What did Well, I, I did some huh? research and it turns out that like if you look at their labels on other things, you know, then it starts going on about other vegan things like vegans love margarine, which is this horribly unhealthy substance that's made of all this, you know, processed food. Anyway, the big point I'm trying to make is like, okay, so vegans basically, most of the ones I know are operating on the premise of, you know, animal cruelty bad, right? I get that. But what at what price, though? Because... The problem is a lot of vegan food is really, really highly processed and horrible for you. Now, do, do these people know this? And they're, they're deliberately sacrificing their own health for this, you know, ideology of not harming animals? Or are they just morons? And that's what I want to know. Well, I think there are just a lot of people, whether it's veganism or any sort of like, especially food, it seems like. And I'll yeah. be the first to admit it because I've tried all sorts of fads. I've seen them on your website. My God, the, you had that waffle thing at the at the White Castle for fun. Oh, God, sake. don't even get me started. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think that, you know, if you become beholden to to some sort of philosophy and you don't, I think so many of them think that they have a philosophy, but it's really not thought very all the way through. Because if you ask them the questions you're asking us sort of to the general public, I don't think many of them have thought these things through. Like why would you want aged cheddar cheese, <laughs> cheese coming from a cow? So why would you want to sort of, it's like saying, I don't know. We don't want Jews in our culture, yet we're going to name all of our kids. Moisha. Moisha. Yes. Flomo. Yes. That's a very good, and very good analogy. I agree. It's a good analogy. <laughs> Another problem solved on Eat This It truly show. is. I want to read something from this blog that I love today that I uh, package. Okay, this is just a, a little thing from this is from mary's blog or some shit packaged gluten-free breads cereals donuts cookies pretzels cakes people want to improve health by going gluten-free and swap out everything gluten-filled for gluten-free substitutes this defeats the purpose these gluten-free products usually contain refined grains oats and corn or canola and sugars gluten-free has become a marketing gold mine and these products are just as processed as, as their gluten-filled counterparts it's one reason by why people aren't seeing the benefits to removing gluten and they're still getting the inflammatory refined grains and sugars and then processed gluten-free foods. In other words, it's a marketing scam. You know, when you see something that's a bag of popcorn and it has a picture of the earth, that doesn't mean it's good for you. But, th but there are people, I think, who legitimately have gluten allergies. Absolutely. But... But not right. that many. Not that many. Right. But there's no there's no reason, I think, if you don't if like barring having a gluten allergy that you should yeah. be on a gluten free diet. Right. I mean Satan yeah. is basically gluten. You know, so this very popular vegan So is mock duck. Who That's all it is is wheat gluten. What about your vagina? What? Mock duck? 
Mock duck. You ever see uh, that oh. on the Chinese menu? Mock duck. Lots of vegetarians and vegans like it because it's a meat substitute, but it's just it's just wheat gluten. Yeah. I wonder how many people are so who think they're gluten free are actually eating seitan in their favorite vegetarian restaurant <laughs> or a vegan restaurant for that sake. I mean, it is vegan. Well, so you could be vegan. Some nutritional, and you know, listening to a nutritionist talk is not necessarily the best advice because they don't necessarily know anything more than anyone. Right, else. Who's clunking but things? I have I'm read sorry. things that say that even grains that are not don't have gluten in them can sort of behave in similar ways in your body. So just by yeah. removing pure gluten from your diet isn't necessarily going to be beneficial. Well, yes, and I believe that's what that lady who I read was basically saying, if you were listening. Oh, I'm sorry. I was listening to myself talk. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so now that we've all solved that problem of veganism and processed foods, what else is there left? <laughs> What's so funny? That's it. There's nothing left. Who's clonking things? Somebody's hey, I'm sorry. I was I dropped you? shit. I try okay. I have a question. Mm. Well, I know yes. we only have a few minutes left. But have you ever tried to sell anything on eBay? Sure. Oh, I have, yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't find it to be a very rewarding experience. Why? And well, what clunked was a bunch of shit that I have left to sell. I sold a bunch of DVDs and books, and I just didn't. I cannot figure out for the life of me how to make it financially worth well, my while. First of all, you, selling your used sex toys on eBay is not a good idea. Well, I thought I would get a premium for them, but no, 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 it turns no, no, out. No. But I can't figure out shipping and all that, how to like know what I'm supposed to charge for shipping, and then I end up not charging No, but there's an automatic way to do that, Wanda. They have like, you can use this thing where you build in, I I can't tell you exactly how to do it because I don't remember, it's been a while, but they have the thing where you build in the shipping automatically, and they type in their zip code, and then it'll automatically calculate the shipping outside of what you're charging. You're just not, did you read The Idiot's Guide to eBay, or the eBay for Dummies? No, I'm not an idiot, but apparently I am, so I need to go back and read it uh-huh another it's, problem solved there they they take a like ebay takes i think a big chunk and then paypal takes a big chunk it's not it's also, better if you can it, it depends on what you're selling like there are times i sell old clothes or something on ebay and that's fine you know but i would not sell a bigger item that you can sell on craigslist and also i know a lot of people that do this cd stuff well one person mainly who buys and sells cds all the time what they generally do for cds and i'm not exactly sure why is they charge like a f- couple of pennies for the cd and then they char- they make their money on shipping and handling so they add a handling charge then they have the automatic part that adds in the shipping and so basically, so if you were to return it, you'd only have to give a few pennies back. So it doesn't really, so then you get very few returns. It, the whole thing is very, you, in order to do it right, you really do have to kind of read about it and understand how it's done. Because it's kind of weird and bullshitty and dogmatic in order to, you know. But you can make money doing it. It's just, you know, I don't know if you really have the energy. I think you're better I off just I dumping it. I schlep a bunch of crap yeah. to the post office before wow. I left town. And it, I just thought, what the hell am I doing? No. Here I thought I was going to become an eBay millionaire just, with all my old movies. Just don't buy as much cocaine on the weekend and you'll have enough money. You know? That's no, true. Do you know, I did have to sell, I sold a bunch of shit for booze back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was not, not a particularly good, you know, period. Uh huh. I I think we. I, I used to donate plasma. Donate in quotes. I used to sell my plasma. So. Oh my gosh. I used to do it. I yeah, never like, thought to do that. I was kind of late to that party. Oh my god! I used to donate plasma. Or, it was just awful. And then this one time, like. So did did you had to lie about being gay, right? I don't remember. I, I'm sure that if I had to lie about being gay to donate plasma, I'm sure I did, but I don't remember. And, uh, but yeah, I would go in there like as often as I was allowed to, and they only give you like 20 bucks. You have to sit there with this vein. I remember the girl that like did it. She was like flirted, like she wanted to be my lesbian lover. And I was like, ugh. And then the last time I went there, she made me this huge bruise on my arm. God, it was horrible. Yes, for drugs. Yeah. So what? <laughs> I even traded a salami for some psychedelic mushrooms once. Did you really like an actual salami or a proverbial salami? An actual salami. It was only half a salami, and it was at a Grateful Dead show. Yeah. 
I was so I was like, here I have a half a salami. Somebody's gonna want this fucking salami. And they did. <laughs> Somebody's gonna want this goddamn salami. I'm walking around, you know, with all these fucking deadheads tripping and I'm like, salami. Salami Graham. Mm-hmm. So they probably thought you were giving them gold bars. Yep. The keys yeah. to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, so are we ready? Is this it? Is let me this get the to, end? Let me get are the we button. coming to a close? Sure sounds like it, Pat. It sure does. But it sure does, Pat. I have, to, I have a new game that I'm playing on my iPad pad. It's what? called Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft, and I'm addicted to it. It's like Magic the Gathering, but a what? digital version. And I grew up in a neighborhood called Hearthstone. So there you I've go. been playing 2048, which is a game for retards. Very the lead. Is that like a point-shoot game, or, I mean, well, probably not. No, it's like a card game. Look at Magic the Gathering. I don't know Magic the Gathering. I've heard of it, but... Anyway, very, Wanda... Uh, Lord of the Rings role-playing, isn't it? Sure. Kind of. Okay, Wanda, well, you... Well, ladies, like thank you. Version. Thank you very much for joining us, and should anything happen in the following seven-day period, you are likely to hear us yammer on about it uh, next Sunday evening. I hope you'll join us for the live grum, but if not, fear not, uh, there'll be a podcast for you to download. Ma'am, can you hang up the phone, please?